This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Recapping Sunday of Week 7. Oh, man. Jamie started the week. Justin Herbert, he was QB1 for a little while. And Tom Brady overtook him going into Sunday night. But it was another fun uh, fun day of fantasy football action until those late games. Well, the late games kind of stunk. The early games were fantastic. This episode sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer later in the show. I'm Adam Azer. Hey, Dave Richard. What's up, Adam? Hey, Heath. I'm looking forward to stealing some of your Believe It or Nots. Let's get right to it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's get right to I it. I believe it. So, first of all, just a few quick start percentage notes. Baker Mayfield was started in 11% of leagues. Jeff Not Wilson. Not very many started fantasy points for him. No. Jeff Wilson was started in 1% of leagues. And Deontay Johnson started in 19% of leagues. So, that was, you know, unfortunate. That's the way it goes. We'll go through our injuries, news, and notes. I think that's where we should start. Uh, long-term stuff. Michael Thomas may not play next week. Joe Mixon may not play next week. So we'll have uh, our waiver wire show to talk about that. <laughs> who's who's the uh, wide receiver to pick up for the Saints, if anyone? Callaway uh, had a Callaway. good game for them. He yeah. did. He Would got you... hurt late. I don't know if he's going to be okay for next week. It's something to keep mm-hmm. an eye on. Okay, well, plenty of time for that. But Marquez Callaway had a big game, and Traquan Smith did not. And obviously, Emmanuel Sanders, in case you don't know, on the COVID list. Odell Beckham. It's got what seems to be a serious knee injury. We don't know the specifics yet, but let's say he's out weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> let's say let's just say he's out for a while. Give me your your like take. the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't even want to. I didn't even want to say it, but like, give me your. Take. I think that's the most likely from everything we've heard. Um, I wrote about that shortly, briefly today. Um, Higgins would be the guy that I would want to add and possibly use in week eight. But I think what happens after that, they've got the week nine by, and by the time we get to week 10, Jarvis Landry's probably like not dealing with a broken rib or recovering from hip surgery. And I would expect that Jarvis Landry would be, will be the number one wide receiver for the Browns and a borderline number two wide receiver for fantasy purposes. I think we'll get Austin Hooper back and he will be a borderline number one for fantasy purposes at tight end. And then Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb should both be there by that point as well. And this offense will just be concentrated amongst those four with Higgins as kind of a peripheral boom bust flex. But for next week, I wouldn't be surprised if Higgins is their number one wide receiver. And Hooper, understandably, was dropped by some some fantasy managers. He's only 55% rostered. Mayfield yeah. threw three touchdowns to tight ends today. So, I mean, he could really benefit too. That's what he's been doing for a chunk of his career. You're absolutely right, yeah. He leans on the tight end position, and I I don't have the stats to back this up, but is it possible that Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback without Odell Beckham than with Odell Beckham? Uh, Beckham goes down in the first quarter. No. All right. Only if he's like, only if he's like, been just been forcing force feeding Beckham, you know, and it's been unnatural, which hasn't always been the case. There have been games where that's happened, but and it, this just this just sounds crazy. I can't back it up with actual data, but Odell gets hurt early in the first quarter, 
and Mayfield goes on to throw five touchdowns. Like where, what was the percentage of something like that happening? Especially when he threw, what he threw 27 passes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and before Odell got to Cleveland, was he bad? He's pretty damn good as a rookie. If I recall, I just think that like, and I don't want to seem like I'm not a, a serious analyst, but Jeff Wilson was the only running back to touch the football for a long period of time for the 49ers, despite Jermichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon being expected to be much more involved. And Joshua Kelly dominated touches over Justin Jackson, who had 20 touches the week before. Like, I don't think Baker Mayfield throwing five touchdown pass. I think it was just weird. I don't think it's because he's better without Odell Beckham. It's just weird things happen. Okay, fine. Then call it a weird thing that you would imagine that any quarterback would do better with a guy like OBJ. And as soon as as soon as OBJ is off the field, Baker Mayfield turns back into Superman. Yeah, okay, it's, we'll it's just weird to me. I can't wait to talk about those other guys you brought up, Heath. I mean, are you, you going to be adding Baker Mayfield with Las Vegas next week? He's he's on my list, but he's not at the top of the list. He'll be in that streaming category. I <sighs> feel like fantasy managers aren't going to race to Baker Mayfield at this point, just because he had one great game. So I'm not I'm not alone when somebody when Dave says on my list like Hall and Oates is in everyone's head right now or at least like thirty percent of the audience, right? No, no, nobody, no. nothing. Okay, all right. Really? Oh, that's thirty percent. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, of yeah. the three of us, it's thirty-three yeah. percent. There's there, uh, yeah, and listen, I got a lot. I got a lot of support for one of my takes today, which is weird. I can't tell the difference between Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster until I clearly see the eight or the nine on the back of the jersey. They look exactly the same. And every time Deontay Johnson caught a pass, I was like, "Yeah, Juju." Oh no! And then an you eight. see the eight, and it's, it's an eight. Eight. You know who it, might, who else might not be able to tell ben, the difference yes, between the two of them? That's the problem. It's Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> it's been confused all if, year. If the play results in lots of fantasy points, it's uh, not Juju. Okay. That's, that's how you know. <laughs> all right, more injuries. Jeff Wilson left with an injury. He was at, he's three rushing oh touchdowns in this game, and he got hurt late. Tevin Coleman could come back. J. Michael Hasty got the work, not Jarek McKinnon. So, you know, interesting. And again, all for the Tuesday waiver wire show for the most part. Philip Lindsay left with a head injury. At the time of his injury, he had nine carries, and I believe Melvin Gordon had five. Gordon yeah. finished the game with 17 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. He also fumbled twice. But uh, you did, know, did you see one of the fumbles? The flea flicker? Oh, that... Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> Oh, we we were doing the home team watch party presented by Lowe's on Twitch. So yeah, I had a lot going on. I think we were talking. I don't know. We were, we talked to Vernon Davis today. It was cool. We talked to Danny Woodhead. Nice. But yeah, that flea flicker was the, I never seen one that bad. It's the worst I've ever seen. It has to be. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton left with a head injury is awful. And Ben DiNucci replaced him. We are going to have a nice debate about Ezekiel Elliott. We got into it on Twitch today. Um, is he even a top 12 running back? That was being discussed. We'll talk about that. I didn't see updates on these guys. T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson. They both left in the fourth quarter. You guys got anything on them? I believe Deontay came back. He, Deontay definitely sure came back. I yeah. don't think I don't think Higgins did, but I'm not sure. I can check. I'll tell you the last time he played. The last snap he played. I got it in front of me. Okay. Please stand by. All right. I'll give one more note while you do that. Debo Samuel left with a hamstring injury. And Hunter Henry left in the fourth quarter as well. Two starting offensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals left. That stinks. 
Uh, Nikhil Harry left with a head injury. Russell Gage. Russell Gage came back, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Um, Teron Teron Armstead was in and out of the game. That's Saints left tackle, and that's basically uh, best. Todd Gurley's really mad at himself for scoring a touchdown and costing. Did you see that play? Yeah. (laughs) What did it remind you of? Gurley's like not sure what to do. He ends up scoring and it's the lions players who hold their arms up in the air. Like, yes, touchdown. Nice job. They're patting girly on the back. It is weird. Yeah. That was very weird. And then the Lions went on to win. Uh, Tegan's played on the last play of the game. He oh, was in on the hail. Mary I think he attempt. came back then. <laughs> he was, he, he's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's your, Those are your news and notes. Now let's talk about the fun stuff. Make sure you're watching us on YouTube, by the way. You can see uh, my wall because I don't have the right camera setting right now. So I have a big, big blank wall, basically. Um, it's kind of embarrassing. That's not a blank wall. Yeah, you but well, no, because everybody, everybody always sees that. But now it's kind of zoomed out. You can see the rest of the horrible decoration on my house. Can we see the, the, the door to the bathroom? <laughs> no. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Check it out. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. All right, here we go. Buy or sell. Ezekiel Elliott is not a top 12 running back rest of season. This is after 12 carries for 45 yards and one catch for six yards at Washington. Ezekiel Elliott is not a top 12 running back by or sell. I don't know if I can name 12 other running backs I'd rather have off the top of my head. So I'm going to say that I sell that. He is still a top 12 running back rest of yes, season. Yes, I literally wrote in one of the five subjects that I chose for believe it or not, it is time to be worried about Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. Um, and should I don't go, believe it. Should we go so, through the exercise right now of naming twelve running yeah. backs? Heath, you no, and I can alternate I don't naming think running we backs. Should I, because there's I'm not. Just saying. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, think there I think there's is. probably like eight at least. Okay, let no. I think we should do it because this was interesting. We did it on Twitch. Okay, okay. so Kamara. Let's do a draft right now. No, we're, we're not doing a draft. Pick. No, we're just naming running backs. Drafts go too ahead. hard. Alvin Kamara. Yes. Dalvin Cook. No, um, he's hurt. Doesn't matter. Who would you rather have rest of season? Zeke. Oh, all right. Well, you're definitely not. I might go Cook. Then. Derek I Henry. I might say Dalvin Cook. Even with what's going Henry on. Henry for sure. Yeah. Henry for sure. That's three. James Conner. Zeke. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't think I. I don't know if I can say Conner. Not, not with Benny Snell goal line back. In this, but that was equation. that was one play, wasn't it? I don't think that. Was I know consistent. it was. It's been multiple plays. He scored multiple one-yard touchdowns. Connor had a touchdown called back by a penalty. He had another recept- receiving touchdown that he dropped. He's also in at the goal line. They they are. I like James Connor a lot. I think he's the top. I do too. Twelve running back. It's just Zeke is too. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. McCaffrey. Yes. No. Yes. We don't know when Christian McCaffrey is coming back. We don't know if Zeke's going to be consistent as he once was. I'm telling you, the, the Dallas situation is rough. Yeah, go on. I've got four. Clyde Edwards, right Elair. Uh, you know, no. then you get to the, I don't think I can, Todd Gurley, who scores every week. No, David no. Johnson, who scores every week. I mean, you say no, no, no. but all right. I mean, I sort of Aaron Jones. You just, Aaron, you Jones, Jones, Aaron, Jones Aaron Jones. You just for compiled sure. like three of my believe it or nots into <laughs> one. <laughs> Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones for sure. Aaron Jones. So I'm, I'm at five. Right? Is Aaron Jones going to play next week? Who cares? Like, like Aaron Jones already had his bye. All right. So, no, like, there's just, there's something to the fact of yes, it's good to buy low on these players that are hurt, but guys that are hurt don't always come back the next week and just be the guy they've always been for their whole life. And yeah. Ezekiel Elliott has been what exactly the last two weeks, Heath? 
the last two weeks, he has not been particularly good. He is healthy and he's currently like what I don't know, but I'm going to guess the number seven or eight running back for the season. Chris Carson or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Let's assume that Carson. Makes I was it out way of off, and I game. apologize. He's currently the number four running back for the season in PPR. Who's I'm that? sure, but but it's probably different in non PPR. But I think I was looking in non PPR. Oh, really? Okay. So listen. So here's with Zeke. And by the way, was that per game or not? It probably uh, you tell me. He's number two in PPR for the year. Okay. So listen. So <laughs> I think what we were talking about, me, Jamie, Brinson, and Nando, um, the catches I think are going to be pretty important because the, the offensive line is obviously awful. And if he's got a third-string quarterback, that's pretty troublesome. But Zeke's been so involved in the passing game. He had four games with six or more catches. He only had one catch in this game. But I don't think – like the trade deadline's Tuesday, right? The NFL trade I deadline? believe it's a week from Tuesday. A week from Tuesday. Um, Election if there's day? an indication a week from now that – that Andy Dalton's not coming back to play football. Like it was a vicious hit and I felt bad for Andy Dalton. And then he hobbled off. Mm-hmm. He, I, I still would like, if I had to take a 50, 50, one direction or the other, it's going to be that he's playing in three weeks after their bye. And that's good. Um, how it's better um, than, well, it's not Ben DiNucci. Yeah, it's better I don't think that. it'll be Ben DiNucci next week. I mean, maybe it would be, I th- they were talking about adding somebody. Yeah, but before this week, like I don't think there might even be somebody that, on the practice. That's squad. their quarterback situation after the bye. All right, let's wrap it up. So you still think he's like a top six running back, Heath? Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Uh, Say bo- top seven for me. All right, Carson might overtake him. Uh, buy or sell? Leonard Fournette is the better Tampa Bay running back in PPR ah, leagues. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert might be their quarterback. Uh, yeah, there's one. another one of my believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, Leonard Fournette is a problem for Ronald Jones again. Well, yeah, see, look at look at come on, mine is so much stronger. Like obviously he's a problem, but, but I said no. There's nothing. That's the that's the the whole point. The gist of my answer is nothing is obvious. Like obviously Leonard Fournette wasn't going to out touch Ronald Jones today when Ronald Jones didn't do anything wrong. He but it happened. Like he's a pro- he's There's definitely nothing a problem. that's obvious. Next week, Ronald Jones could touch the football 20 times and have 100 yards and score a touchdown, and no one should even be the slightest bit surprised. Just like next week, Leonard Fournette could touch the ball 20 exactly. times. And have 100 yards and a touchdown. And people will be surprised by that, but they really shouldn't be. It's going to be a mess. You're taking a chance turning any Tampa Bay running back moving forward. The only thing that Ronald Jones did did do wrong in my opinion was his his work in the passing game dropped a lot yep. of balls so when you see that Fournette had six catches and Ronald Jones had one that's that's a red flag right I mean you know what it's an indictment of too not just Ronald Jones but where was LaShawn McCoy right it wasn't he supposed to be their third down back okay so so let me read it again Leonard Fournette is the better Tampa Bay running back in PPR leagues uh, buy or sell so I kind of want to buy it but you're Mr. Ronald Jones. You're know, Mr. I Jones. Need, I know what you're saying. And people, there were people tweeting me, you should take that victory lap on Ronald Jones now. And remember Scott Angle, who was Mr. Yeah. Nojo for Rojo, or Rojo was a no-go, was his saying back in, yes, in uh, September. I remember. August. I saw the I tweet. Could share something, and you guys can maybe help me solve this problem. In our FFT league. I love how he just changes the subject. It's the I, only, it like, well, because it's it. Leonard Fournette. Um, like, because I think this is the interesting Leonard Fournette question. I I know I was kind of the zero running back guy and the you don't have to draft running backs early guy. 
And in that league, I have Alvin Kamara and James Conner and Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette. And my running, my wide receivers are absolutely awful. So would one of you please trade me a wide receiver for one of those running backs? <laughs> sure. I put, I think, like, my... I think you should trade Leonard Fournette's the point. Okay. There is no New England player that you need to roster, buy or sell. So. You can, you can, you can, you can buy it. I do think eventually Damian Harris will have some nice games. Heath, who do you need to roster? Cam? I'm not giving up on Like this was a, uh, he was one of my losers. We'll cover that as well. Um, <laughs> but it's nice because we'll just skip all the things yeah. that I'm supposed to do later in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, I still want to roster Cam Newton. Okay. Buy or sell DJ Moore is the best Carolina wide receiver rest of season. I think sure. I can buy it. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's fun. Next next week we'll say it's Robbie Anderson. <laughs> well, Anderson did have three more targets, uh, but more. How many had, touchdowns does Robbie have this year? He only has one, and it was a mm-hmm. kind of a fluky one in week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, DJ Moore. Give me, give me, give me more. All right, that's it for buy or sell. Uh, Express. We are like loving Express. We've all placed our orders. Heath has gotten his wardrobe. Mine is on the way, and there is so much. You know how I know. Clothes are good because I'm not great at buying clothes. I need, obviously, I need the wife's consent. So we were looking at it together and she was like blown away by all the styles, the jeans she loves, mm-hmm. the shoes, got great ties as well on Express. She was blown away and we couldn't believe how affordable it was as well. And it's even more affordable if you just send a text message to 397-737, text football, Football to 397-737. Get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase at Express. I've gotten a lot of feedback about this sponsor, so I think everybody needs some clothes. You need a wardrobe upgrade in your life. You want to go outside. You want to look good. You want to feel good. And you want to have clothes that you are excited to wear. Okay, sometimes you buy something like, I cannot wait to put this on. And that's how it's been with Express. And for Heath, it's been like, I don't ever want to take these off. So... Again, text football to 397-737 for that discount. 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. Uh, make sure you're, you're checking out the Lux Comfort Knit Collection. Sharp details, soft fabrics like wearing your favorite sweats. And they've got fits for, you know, all different types of body types. Athletic and taller men don't think Express can fit them, but now it can. This is the new Express. They emphasize comfort and they have versatile styles. One more time, text football to 397-737. 397-737. Text football. Get 25 bucks off your $50 purchase. To the winners and losers, Heath gets to go first. Deontay Johnson. Now, I was going to do a Pittsburgh Steelers buy or sell, but I was like, no, I'm going to let Heath have a winner. Uh, Deontay Johnson's a winner for you. 15 targets, two touchdowns, at least one drop. It could have been an interception. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't care. He's, he doesn't care. Drop as many as you want. Come right back at you. All right, so what do you think about Deontay Johnson and the rest of the Steelers? Yeah, I think he had at least two drops. And I want to say that my off-season confusion about why people think Deontay Johnson is good now extends to Ben Roethlisberger as well. (laughs) He turned 15 targets in this game into 80 yards. Coming into the game, they had five different players that had between 24 and 28 targets. He was by far the worst in all efficiency metrics, including touchdown rate, yards per target, and catch rate. And yet he can, it doesn't matter if he plays Ben Roethlisberger is going to throw it to him 14 times a game. And so you start him and you don't worry about the fact that it seems like he's just kind of average. 
Is it bad to have 80 yards on 15 targets? Yeah. Um, yes. So then yes. how much better is it to have 85 yards on 14 targets? 85 yards on 14 targets is not good, but better. Technically, yes. <laughs> but also not good. That was Juju. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. had nine catches for 85 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, his, Deontay Johnson's first touchdown. You know what's worse were, than both of those, though? Chase negative two pool. yards on one target. Yeah, well, negative two yards on one target. We talked worse. about that. We talked about that this week about how you couldn't count on Chase Claypool to just keep this going week after week. That eventually teams were going to take him away. But in this case, it was Roethlisberger taking Chase Claypool. He couldn't I think find more it was, than one target. It's ridiculous. What? Then you would probably have this already. But what was his snap count? I don't think he was on the field all that much. He was on the field plenty, but I don't. I can't say for sure that he was in like the eighty percent range. I can look it up for you. I actually have it right here. Uh, well, I have the number of snaps: fifty-one snaps for him. Deontay played fifty-nine, and Juju played sixty-five. So and I would assume Juju played almost hundred percent of the snaps. So they were probably somewhere between sixty-five and seventy offensive snaps in the game. And uh, Chase Claypool was in on 51 of them. So he played a lot. All right. A, a couple questions. First of all, I want I want you guys to rank the Steelers wide receivers rest of season. Hmm. And then, and we'll do it again next week. It'll be completely different. But um, the fact that, you know, his yards per target, his yards per catch, whatever, is, is kind of low. I mean, does that have anything to do with the fact that I'm looking at it right now, going into this week's game, the Steelers were seventh lowest in the NFL in terms of Average intended air yards per target. So in, in yes, other words, that is part of why they don't throw his it down was. I was it's saying a humongous part of it relative to every other Steelers pass catcher. Yeah, um, he was lower. Right. So like all of them are impacted by that, except for Chase Claypool. Um, although his 14 yard per target average certainly fell with negative two on one in this game. <laughs> um, but no, it's just like his was worse than James Washington, just like it was last year. His was worse than Juju Smith-Schuster, just like it was last year. His was worse than Eric Ebron's way, but like less than half of Chase Claypool's. Um, but it doesn't matter. So rank them. It's such a week-to-week thing that I, I don't know how you can feel good about ranking any one of them. I know that just like two days ago, we put Claypool at the top of the list, but we almost were forced to because of how the previous two games went. If I really had to reshuffle the deck again and give you a list, it's probably going to be Juju first, Johnson second, Claypool third. But it, I'm telling you, it's it's just yeah, it's going to be very crazy how it, it goes. What do you want me to rank them based on? And how about this? Instead of ranking Balance, them, no, how about, instead of ranking them, let's weight? say they're all pretty similar. Uh, no, who would you rather have well, on your fantasy on. team the rest hold of the season? Let's rank them, rank them to I understand. Let's rank them in comparison to other players. So like one of Heath's losers is Mike Evans. Heath, would you rather have Mike Evans or a Steelers wide receiver? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'm ready to say a Steelers wide receiver. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Because you, you want to talk about Mike Evans is already losing so much work to other receivers and Antonio Brown's coming in 14 days. Uh, Bruce Arians said that Antonio Brown's just an insurance policy, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. Oh, okay. Bruce right. Arians is always forthcoming when speaking about players on his team. Insurance policy. He also said Brady had nothing to do with signing Antonio Brown yeah. after he called Antonio Brown a diva earlier in the year. Right. I, Bruce doesn't seem too happy about this. I don't know. Uh, okay, so let's answer that question for real, though. <laughs> I offer you Mike Evans for Deontay Johnson. You hit accept or decline? 
No, I'd probably just leave it in my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're valued similarly. Uh, I think I think I would have a hard time hitting accept right away for that. Okay, so I'm nervous about it. I just want yeah. you all to know I tried to Will Brinson and I tried to prank Jamie today, but you can't accept a trade. Um, like you can't accept a trade on Sunday when the player's game has already started. You have to wait till the next scoring period. But since I have access to Jamie's, uh, I think dynasty team, I we were, oh. I was gonna trade his Tyreek Hill. Will sent it offered Cole Beasley for Tyreek Hill, and I was <laughs> I was clicking accept, and it wouldn't go through. It was oh, it would have been so great because because Jamie was about to come on Twitch with us, and we wanted him to see it and freak out. So anyway, didn't you, work. you know he wouldn't freak out. He uh, yeah, I don't know, probably not. He right. would not freak out. He he would know that it, he's being had. Uh, let's next Mr. question cool or next, next winner. Let's go a little faster here, guys. Zach Moss, Heath, go ahead. Zach Moss. Um, yeah, go on. Outperformed Devin Singletary, uh, caught three passes, looked like the better running back. And I wouldn't surprise, be surprised if, uh, next week against new England, he, he gains an even larger share of the workload. He justified his spot on my bench. Not anyone that I'm looking to start next week. I might flex him, but don't feel queasy about holding him any longer. Like he, he deserves to be there. 40 snaps for Devin Singletary, 35 for Zach Moss. Okay. Dave, let's go to your winners. Antonio Gibson had by far his best day. Most carries, most yards. How dumb do I feel? 20 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And for some reason, the Dallas Cowboys are only good at one thing, and that is pass. they eliminate pass-catching running backs. Well, there was no need to really throw to the running backs when they were able to run it so well. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, McKissick actually played one more snap. Than Gibson going into the buy ah, now so there for <laughs> going into the buy now for Gibson. Uh, what are your rest of season thoughts? I feel good about these matchups whenever they come for Washington, where they should be in a competitive game. That Gibson is a must start in those situations and is at worst a flex, even in matchups where they're gonna trail and you know it going in. Your other winners, Justin Herbert, who scored 43 fantasy points against Jacksonville. He looks incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He he was never this consistent. I don't think he was this consistent against top competition at Oregon. He wasn't quite this consistent at the Senior Bowl when I was there and watching practice with him. He and it, it's not just consistency, Adam. He's ridiculous. These deep throws that he's making, his throws on the run, everything's great. He's a he is a must-start fantasy quarterback from here on out. You can add him to the list with all the other guys that you know are obvious must-starts. So, the I think the NFL record for rookie passing yards is Andrew Luck, something around forty three hundred. Baker Mayfield has the record for most passing touchdowns. What was it? Twenty six, twenty seven. Going into today's game, Herbert was on pace for four thousand seven hundred eighty yards, thirty six touchdowns, twelve interceptions. That was only in his four starts. Okay, obviously it doesn't count week one. That was a sixteen game pace based on his four starts. That was going into today. So he's doing things that are historic. And does that mean that he's a sell high? Because I kind of felt like, well, eventually, you know, he's a rookie. You just can't rely on rookie quarterbacks. He was so, and Jacksonville stinks, but I didn't expect him to be this good. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, do you think that eventually the struggles are going to come? Because, you know, we were kind of feeling it with Joe Burrow. And then he had a a three-week stretch with one touchdown pass. You know, you get what I'm saying. I, I hope Denver 
is going to be a tricky matchup for him, but he should be okay. I mean, honestly, is there really such a thing as a bad matchup for him when he's gone into Tampa Bay and New Orleans and, and lit up those defenses? But here, here's the schedule. Denver, Las Vegas, Miami, the Jets. At Buffalo could be tough. Those are his next five games. I'm, I'm not what saying you, you should buy high on Justin Herbert. And if you can sell him sky high, go ahead. But I, I just think if you've got him, you've got a stud at quarterback. And if you have two studs and you can try and trade one, get what you can, sure. Sure. Okay. Rest of season, Matt Ryan or Justin Herbert? You got to go Herbert. After what we've seen and knowing what the schedule is moving forward? I'll go Herbert. Okay. Let's go to the losers. Dave, DJ Chark, one catch, 26 yards on seven targets. Yeah, at least he had seven targets. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he had 14 last week. He caught seven of them for 45 yards. Yeah, he's had one really great game, and it was against Cincinnati, who's there's, one of the terrible defense. Like, there's something going on there. Um, Minch, I watched quite a bit of that game, and Minshew's passes to DJ Chark looked like a quarterback that should get benched. <laughs> and his passes to seemingly everyone else where like he threw a beautiful ball to Chris Conley, made some nice throws to LaVisca Chenault, to the tight ends, to Keelan Cole. Their connection is bad, and every time that Minshew misses Chark, Chark makes a thing about it. Mm. What do you mean he makes a thing about it? Makes a face, puts his head down, what's Throws going on? his hands up, slumps his shoulders. It's not good. He was kind of venting about it this week too going into the and game. And he's got like he's not wrong. Minshew's missing him. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know why he's only missing him. Yeah, I mean now I have, uh, never mind. I was going to make a really bad joke. Justin Jackson is your other loser, Dave. Super disappointed that yeah. he didn't get more than 10 touches. Joshua Kelly had 12 carries for 29 yards, five catches for 24 yards. Jackson had he got off to a pretty good start catching the ball and then he kind of faded out of the of the game plan maybe it was because Jacksonville stayed competitive and the Chargers are just riding Herbert right now so we're back to square one with Chargers running backs well to trust what about Kelly the knee Jackson you think the knee may have played a factor maybe maybe the fact that he wasn't at 100 percent could be I can check the snaps on that too uh, probably let, should let's go back to before the show let's go back to Chark um again one one catch 26 yards on seven targets Steelers wide receiver or Chark? Steelers wide receiver. I don't know. Multiple. <laughs> okay, fine, Heath. Because uh, it's not going to get better if Minshew uh, gets benched. Steelers, uh, Chark or Jarvis Landry? Chark. Okay. Heath's losers, Cam Newton. I think he scored negative oh, three points today. Uh, he scored negative points for me in uh, the league that I started him. Yeah, bad. There were some things, and I don't think this. Has, we have no reason to believe this has anything to go, has anything to do with it. But um, he was a lot better before he had to miss the week of action. Oh, yeah, um, he's yeah. been awful the last two weeks, and um, like there is some of it that's not him. Sure. His weapons are not weapons. I, Nikhil Harry gets none of the separation. Julian Edelman was 
apparently a robot constructed by Tom Brady and Brady took the instructions with him when he left because he does not look like a football player any longer. Oh my God. Um, James White caught one pass. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this was all cam actually. I thought, listen, there, there was a very small window in the game where he was making some nice throws downfield. They were almost all going to Jacoby Myers for whatever reason. But for most of this game, cam seemed, Slow to, to fire, holding on the ball too long. Didn't run very much. I, I, I He just seemed really skittish. And then when he did throw, passes were falling three yards in front of the intended target. Mm-hmm. He, he was sloppy. He was off target. There was a throw to Edelman that was behind him. The Edelman got one hand on, tipped the ball in the air. Boom, interception. Uh, some of the other interceptions he had were really ugly. He, when you say he was holding on to the ball too long, did you think there were open receivers he should have been throwing to? I, I'm not sure if there were or not because I'm watching the TV copy. But if you ask me later tonight or tomorrow, I'll be able to give you an answer on that. I'm I'm pretty sure at some point he could have found somebody closer to the line of scrimmage. Maybe the, the plays that were called were designed for him to throw downfield because he wasn't connecting on those until after Harry got hurt and Jacoby Myers came in, and then even then, he was still making big mistakes, and he got benched. He did not look good. It's the second week in a row he really has not looked good. I don't know if we can blame it on illness, on arm strength, on whatever. Uh, after the game, he 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 tried to act like a, a player who still had confidence, but he kind of opened up a little bit with the media and talked about how some of the mistakes he was making and how he just has to you know learn from them, build up that confidence, and come back. It's the type of stuff that you don't mind hearing from a rookie or a second-year player, not a guy who's been in the league as long as Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is not pretty. Okay. Uh, the snaps for the running backs, Chargers, by the way, 37 for Kelly, 31 for Jackson. Thank you so for bringing that up. They went in with a split. Okay, so uh, I think we're missing something here on Cam, and that's even when he was playing well, he's played five games this year, and he has more than 162 passing yards, 162 passing yards in one of them. It was the Seahawks game. So he had two games at the beginning of the year with two rushing touchdowns. Like He hasn't been throwing the ball. I'm, I'm not going to say he hasn't th- been throwing the ball well, but he hasn't been a prolific passer at all this year. And his weapons stink. They stink. So it, it's, you know, there's a lot there. He's, he's really going to have to run for fantasy points, right? I, we have to assume that at this point. He's not going to throw yeah. his way to fantasy production. Yeah, and he only ran five times in this game. So Yeah, last week he had 76 yards and a touchdown rushing. But uh, that's, he's going to have to do that. Uh, Mike, you want to add anything on Mike Evans, or are we good? We're good. All right. Well, he's not, but we are. We'll take a quick look at the top five at each position, and uh, then we'll get into we will get into the games. Okay, so Tom Brady, one. Justin Herbert, two. Mayfield, Burrow, Rodgers. One of those things is not like the other. One of those things is just not the same. Baker? For the last three. What? Baker? Oh, no, Rodgers. Oh, oh, okay. Well, Rodgers amazing. For the last three. Burrow and Mayfield, big time surprises. Mayfield especially. I think you could have maybe made the case for Burrow. I think Jamie did on Fantasy Football today. But yeah. I don't think anybody had Burrow in the top 10. Um, again, Crazy type of game for Mayfield. I really am curious to see what happens next. He yeah, and I just kind of think, um, like, we'll talk about Burrow more later. Let's do that. All right, yeah. let me let me ask you about Aaron Rodgers because again, easy matchup, huge game. Minnesota spot. Minnesota next week is not going to be much worse. 
do you, he does have San Francisco, Indianapolis, Chicago coming up on the schedule, Carolina week 15. I don't know. I, I, do you look at that game against Tampa Bay? You don't Bay? know. No, what are you worried no, about? I'm not, Dave. I'm saying I, I, oh. people thought after he struggled three fantasy points at Tampa Bay that maybe he had just taken advantage of a bunch of really cake matchups. He's had a super easy schedule. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, would you would you be looking to sell or just hold on and enjoy the ride? You could absolutely try and sell, but you better have a good plan for getting rid of Aaron Rodgers off your fantasy team. Well, how do you value him? Do you value him as a as a top, top five, top five, six, six quarterback rest okay. of season? Absolutely. I'd say in the eight range. I hear your how? top five running backs. Oh, go ahead. Who's top ahead of five him? running backs? No. I go ahead, know what go we're ahead. talking about. Top five running backs. Jeff Wilson, James Robinson, Todd Gurley, Antonio Gibson, Jamal Williams. Wilson, Robinson, Gurley, Gibson, Jamal Williams. Heath? Uh, it was good to see James Robinson look like the player we saw the first month of the season. His rushing touchdown was spectacular. His receiving touchdown, was like both times getting the ball into the end zone, if you haven't seen them, were really something. He's very good. Okay, what did you want to talk about with Todd Gurley? Well, that was going to be my believe it All or right. not. All right, we'll save it then. And let's look at our top five wide receivers. Devontae Adams. A.J. Brown's pretty good. D.J. Moore, two touchdowns. Deontay Johnson, two touchdowns. And Tyler Boyd, but let's go to number six, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar and Scott Miller both had 107, 109 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but Aguilar, that's his, this is three games in a row with a touchdown. And more targets this game. And, well, gosh, he's going down the field. Just a different role. So, uh, Dave, what do you think about Nelson Aguilar? Any interest? Yes, there's interest as far as a bench receiver who can be a potential bi-week replacement moving forward for, for the Raiders. You know, the last time they played, I believe it was Henry Ruggs, who had a couple of monster plays, and now it's Aguilar. And the coaching staff liked him from the second they got him. And they're finding some nice ways to use him. There have been a few too many games where he's had just limited targets, and he, he's, he's just still found the end zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to overvalue him anything more than a bi-week guy, but I would rate him ahead of, say, Jalen Guyton, as bi-week receivers that I wouldn't mind having. How about Higgins? Scott, uh, who, Richard Higgins? Yeah. Uh, I think Higgins probably has a little bit more rest of season potential if Odell's on the shelf. Right. Okay. But Aguilar should have should displace Brian Edwards whenever Brian Edwards comes back. It's not really going to matter. Okay, Heath, let's look at the best tight ends. Harrison Bryant, four catches, 56 yards, two touchdowns. FAU. Yeah. Logan Thomas, another good game. Four catches, 64 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, uh, nope, one touchdown, four targets. Rob Gronkowski, eight <laughs> targets. I think that's three or four games with six or more targets. And five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown for Gronk. Hawkinson, this guy doesn't get a lot of targets. He got six. That's one of the highest of, of the season for him. He caught the touchdown on the last play of the game. Five for 59 and a touchdown. Darren Waller, nine targets, six catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. So there are your top five. Harrison Bryant, Logan Thomas, Gronkowski, Hawkinson, and Waller. Your reaction? Not a fun week if you rostered Travis Kelsey or George Kittle and mm-hmm. used a first or second round pick on those guys. But no, I think Gronk is the is the takeaway. It's now 22 targets over his last three games and six or more targets in four of his last five games. Yeah. 
That's the starting fantasy tight end. Stop. But what about when Brown comes? Who knows when that's actually going to happen? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be week nine? He hasn't even signed the contract yet. <laughs> he this is like, no. I could, but seriously, like, not that I, Antonio Brown could be a top 20 wide receiver in three weeks. I'm not saying that's not possible, but we've seen enough with Antonio Brown that I think we should just wait until the point, at least where he has a helmet that he's okay with and is practicing. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is like in Tampa Bay, his feet won't freeze. So that should be fine. Let's go to the games. Washington 25, Dallas 3. Wow. As opposed to that Siberia known as Oakland, California. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I just wanted to make fun of Antonio Brown. Okay, Dallas had the ball for only 23 minutes and 36 seconds. This was a blowout in every sense. Uh, Heath, what do we got? Believe it or not, for Washington, Dallas. Well, um, like it's difficult because we've already talked about Antonio Gibson. We've already talked about Ezekiel Elliott, which were the things that I wanted to talk about. But let's talk about the wide receivers. Um, uh, you should sell Amari Cooper and CD Lamb if you still can. For whatever you can get, period, end of story. Sell low. Nope, not going to sell low on them. Uh, yeah, I'm I, riding or dying. I don't have to start them if I don't want to, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give away Ceedee Lamb for T.J. Hawkinson or Amari Cooper for. Uh, I don't know. Would I give Gibson for Cooper? Or Cooper for Gibson? Maybe I would actually. But I, I, he's the values are shrinking. There's no question about it. Andy Dalton, even when he gets back from this concussion, isn't going to save the day. Their offensive line's terrible. The offense is brutal, but you're going to get Jackie duty for these guys. If you put them up in trade, well, Cooper, just, Cooper just had a good game, two good games in a he row. Had a, he had a great fourth quarter last week and he, he came up with seven catches on seven targets for 80 yards this week. He's got, he's that might seven, be closer to his ceiling now. Than the seven floor. of eight at 15 PPR points this year. That's gotta be amongst the most consistent. And wide yet receiver no one's going to give you for sure, but no one's going to give you, that's why you don't trade him. Yeah, I agree. Don't. Yeah. I'm not trading him either. And CeeDee Lamb went catchless today. Yeah. You know, what you do is you you dangle a crappy player off your team for one of these guys and you hope to strike a deal. What they might end up being, though, are kind of like Tossins as part of a bigger deal. Now, if yeah. you can get them yeah. as Tossins, I think that that's great. But that's still somebody selling selling low. Okay, are we are we interested in Logan Thomas? Last two games, four targets in both games, and a touchdown in both games. 42 yards at the Giants and 60 yards against Dallas. 33% rostered. Are we interested in Logan Thomas? And next week is a bye. So <laughs> there's that. Then the Giants. Not particularly. Maybe after that. Okay. After the bye, sure. But uh, here's what I would say. If you're interested in Austin Hooper, you should have almost the same type of enthusiasm for Logan Thomas. Really? That's what I think. Because I would think and Cooper's not exactly a ringing endorsement. Well, but but Hooper, like Hooper's been very involved, like with five catches or something in three straight games, and now Beckham's right. out. But one touchdown on the year. Thomas, to me, is a touchdown reliant tight end. Okay. All right. Next How many game. games does he have this year with 70 yards? Uh, how, uh, 
Nobody gets 70 yards. Travis Kelsey gets 70 <laughs> no, yards. We don't have to have this again. You could just, can you go back and clip it from one no. of the past shows? And then whenever that's, you could just play it. Cleveland 37, Cincinnati 34. He has one game this year with more than 42 yards. It was this week. Yeah, that, that's a good stat. Uh, Cleveland 37, Cincinnati 34, Heath. Joe Burrow is a starting fantasy quarterback rest of the season. I so want to say I believe it. I so want to say it, but there are so many other quarterbacks that I'm not ready to say it. I believe it. Um, he has thrown for 300 or more yards in five of his last six games. A.J. Green continues to look just a little bit more like A.J. Green. Uh, T. Higgins is for real. Tyler Boyd is obviously a very, very good at, at his role. And they've basically got two games left against the Steelers on their fantasy schedule. And then there is not another defense that I would be concerned with. Yeah, there's but, one defense on that schedule. Sorry, Dave, that that okay. we kind of overlook. And I just want to see what they look like because it's the Dolphins. Honestly, we kind of think of them as, oh, this easy matchup. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I would have I would have lost money there. Would have lost money. You there. thought I was going to say the what Giants. Team would you have I said? assumed you were talking about the game. The game the week before that. The Giants. No. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk. I could talk for a half hour about the Giants' defense, but I won't. No, we don't want to hear it. Um, but the Dolphins' pass rush is just kind of mess. So I don't know about that. And remember, coming into this game, Burrow had one passing touchdown in his previous three combined. Yeah, that's that's it, often that's, an it, issue it's what's for rookies. Me back a little bit. That's often an issue for rookies. It's just something that I sort of noticed over the. Over the summer when I was doing the research, that's why 26 or whatever, make, I don't know if you guys could look it up, whatever Mayfield had as a rookie was the was the high. They just, like, for whatever reason, don't throw a ton of touchdowns. But this is I, a different year. Right. Like, everybody's scoring now. And I think it's also worth saying that, like, two of those three games were the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. He plays exactly one team that has a defense that good the rest of the way. Okay, let's rank the Bengals wide receivers and move on. Higgins Boyd, Boyd Higgins Green. Boyd Higgins Green. Oh, I said Higgins Boyd Green. Well, look at look at you know Heath uh, on Wednesday on HQ. I think I said it was Higgins. I think I said it was Boyd, and you were like wrong. Or maybe you said it was Higgins, and I said you were wrong. I don't recall that no, at all. That's what happened? I'm not near. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not good at the you. You said three days ago thing because I often don't know what I said three days ago. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Uh, same, same here. All right, Detroit 23, Atlanta 22. Wait, wait, not a word about Giovanni Bernard? Yeah. I mean, we're all team Gio. Yeah, if you start him. Mixon's out right. next week. Gio's the top 15 running back. The play call for the touchdown was gorgeous. Everything else about Giovanni Bernard, almost everything else about Giovanni Bernard was ugly. And one more point, and this is maybe just the cherry on top for why Burrow, I'm nervous to say, is a top 12 quarterback the rest of the way. They lost three offensive linemen, and they already had the worst offensive line in the NFL. Well, so they, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. How much worse can you get, really? Uh, the worse than the Cowboys? Cowboys. Uh, it might be worse than the Cowboys. Uh, Detroit 23, Atlanta 22. Believe it or not, <laughs> you've got about 12 days to sell Todd Gurley. Ooh, let's see the schedule. Let's see the schedule. It's not so much about the schedule, but you're not. It's about an early him. downs back that most weeks averages three yards a carry and is mm -hmm. still absolutely terrible as a pass catching running back. He's below four yards per target. He was awful at that last year. 
He's surviving on touchdowns, and he might score some more touchdowns the rest of the way. He gets the Panthers on Thursday night football. I could understand if you wanted to hold on to him through that game, and then you must get rid of him as soon as possible. This is like one of those expiring offers, and it expires in like November 4th. Yeah, well, it's, you know, and honestly, the schedule stinks because he's got the Saints twice and the Bucks once. Actually, has the Bucks in Week 17 also. But the I mean, I just I am absolutely blown away by the Bucks run defense. I I said on Twitch that they it honestly might be historically great. That is how freaking dominant their run defense is. Um, the Saints really good too. Uh, Mike Davis was terrible today. The Saints run defense is is good every year. So that's three out of five games after his bye in week. No love 10. for the Broncos run defense. Well, I think I, they're good too. Yeah, they're probably good too. The, they didn't really get tested that much, but Clyde Edwards either had a good game. Um, but they they were the, going into the game today. The Broncos had were giving up the fewest fantasy points to running back, so it does look like a pretty lousy schedule for Gurley. So what you do in the next four days is start to get an idea of who's interested in Gurley, and he's a running back who's healthy and scores touchdowns. So there should be people who are interested in acquiring him at some price in your league, and just start to get those trade talks going. Hold on to him through the Panthers game. Use him in the Panthers game. Go, oh, look, he scored again against Carolina. I don't know. And then move on. The problem is, like, when he gets closer and closer to that bye, it gets harder to sell him. Yeah, I, I, I would I would really strongly consider just, just making the trade with the person being able to look to Thursday and think, oh, man, he's going to score so many fantasy points on Thursday. And he will. And then they'll feel good about it, too. And we can just forget about it in three weeks when they're feeling t- terrible. If the <laughs> um, offer's right, by all means. Yeah. But if it's not right, if it's not quite there, enjoy the Panthers game. Assume that Gurley survives. If you want, take out an insurance policy and put Brian Hill on your bench. And if Gurley has a good game, that fantasy manager that you were talking with is going to say, all right, I'll take him. Here's the deal. And then you say, okay, great. And then you run away laughing like a villain in a cartoon who just like <laughs> took a bag of money. That, that's the laugh. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm a that's cartoon villain. Uh, so DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift did score a touchdown. Nine carries, 27, 27 yards, and a touchdown. And four yep. catches for 21 yards. Let me see if I can think of a buy or sell here. Well, that was let me just... actually the trade that I suggested in the piece was I wanted to trade Todd Gurley for DeAndre Swift and upgrade another position. Oh, so you get something with Swift? I think you, you would have to. Todd Gurley is a top 10 running back so far this season. DeAndre Swift gets fewer touches than Adrian Peterson. It, listen, if you can make it happen, that would be outstanding. But th- the good news is that Swift's playing time and touch share both went up. So it, it, it didn't go up huge. It was like 53% of the snaps, I want to say, or maybe it was 40-something. I, I tweeted it. And then uh, the touch share was over 50%. So he it looks like he's starting to work his way toward being the better back in Detroit, which is something we knew back in April, <laughs> whenever the draft was. Yeah. May. When, when was the draft? April, right? Late yeah. April, last weekend, April something. So... DeAndre Swift, so let's say you couldn't do that. Let me just tell me straight up, who would you rather have rest of the season, Swift or Gurley? I think it's Swift. I think in PPR, it's Swift. Okay. Pittsburgh 27, Tennessee 24. Heath? Uh, believe it or not, Jonu Smith is not a must-start tight end when all three of the Titans' wide receivers are healthy. Do not believe it. Do not believe it. 
almost touchdown. And it's not alert. just because I'm like a big Janu fan from the preseason. Yeah, well, he had an almost touchdown, but he had one catch for nine yards on four targets. Drew a penalty on another would have been twenty one of the thirty targets the went the to those three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, but you know, it's not every week. Do you believe it, Heath? I don't know. Um, I'll still rank him as a starter next week for sure. Um, assuming they play next week, yeah, they do. They've already had their bye. Um, but like one more game where he gets four targets, and I think we have to really start doubting it. So the other side of this is Corey Davis, 48% rostered, 10 targets, six catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. And look, let's just face it. He's been pretty productive. He said 100 yards or a touchdown in three out of four games, and the other game was five for 69 on six targets. Now, twice he's had 35 or 36 yards in a touchdown, so that doesn't make you feel too good. But 48% rostered for Corey Davis. What do you think about that porridge? Too high, too low, or just right? Just right. Yep. Okay. Another good bye week receiver to have on your team. Better than Aguilar. Yeah, and I don't know how people are feeling about Roethlisberger right now. Going to Baltimore, you might feel like you could or should drop him, but be cautious there because his next three games after that, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. No, you cannot. You, you should not drop him. You might be doing somebody else in your league a favor. Okay. North uh, New Orleans... North in, Orleans. I was about to say North Carolina. <laughs> New Orleans. I love 27. going to drink in North Orleans. Uh, New Orleans twenty-seven and Carolina twenty-four. Heath. Believe it or not, um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a starter for four of the next five weeks. Definitely three he of the pulls up the schedule five. for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, no, I picked him. I beat the waiver wire with Bridgewater because he gets yeah, Atlanta next week. he's absolutely on the list. Atlanta, <laughs> at KC, Tampa Bay at home, Detroit at home, and at Minnesota. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, okay, we'll buy it. What about you, Heath? We'll believe it. Yeah, I think um, like he's going to be in that top 15 range for those five weeks. I don't know that he'll crack the top 12 in all of them, but he'll either be rostered enough leagues where he's not a streamer or in the streaming article each week. Okay, believe it or not, Drew Brees, who has scored 29, 19, 23, and 27 fantasy points in his last four games, six point per passing touchdown leagues. So that's 23 to 29 in three of his last four, all without Michael Thomas, this time without Emmanuel Sanders. Believe it or not, Drew Brees is going to win you your league when they get healthy. No. He scored 27 fantasy points with two rushing yards and another stupid rushing touchdown. He does that, though, sometimes. Like, he does that. He does that sometimes, but he's averaged, like, two rushing touchdowns per season for his career. So don't expect it. He does. You're doing this stupid little thing, and it's stupid, especially when you have a bunch of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray and DFS. But like it, Man. it, it was a good week for Breeze, and he got the touchdown, and that's great. But no, I don't think he's going to be a league winner. He's not a league winner. I don't even think he's a must start every week. And the next three games, I think you're going to be hard pressed to say, "Oh yeah, I feel great starting Drew Breeze." He's got the Bears the Bucks and the Niners. So worth and rostering. Two of those are outside. Yes. Worth rostering. And who knows how many of them he'll have Michael Thomas for. 
which right. I, maybe that doesn't matter anymore because of what he's oh, it, been doing it, it for the last four games. It, it matters. I mean, you'd you'd prefer it, you know. Sure, give me the best receiver in football. I don't mind one bit. But it, it's if you've got Justin Herbert and Drew Brees on your fantasy team, you're starting Justin Herbert until further notice. You're going to consider any other option with Drew Brees, including guys that are on the waiver wire each week. I really don't I think, know. I don't think it's a slam dunk that you're going to start Brees <laughs> over Bridgewater this week, Dave. Oh, I'm starting Bridgewater over Breeze this week. Yeah, I really don't I have know. Not even started uh, doing projections. I might be totally lying, but <laughs> right. I, I think you got to give it some thought at the very least. I would start Bridgewater over Breeze. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Buffalo 18 and the Jets 10. Believe it or not, Josh Allen's early season breakout was an early season fakeout. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, not even in the article. I, I might have to make an addendum. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely should. That was very good. Uh, I kind of believe it. I hate to say it. I just have this follow-up question. Is John Brown, a healthy John Brown, because even when he's played, he's been hurt, uh, and he didn't play today, is that what's holding Josh Allen back? Um, maybe. Does he make Josh Allen a more accurate quarterback? He makes him like a more explosive quarterback. I, you know, he's he gives you a, a field stretching dimension. He's I, yeah. A good I don't think the New York Jets held Stephon Diggs to forty eight yards in this game. I look. I, he I threw for. He, I can't say. For I sure. watched it. Okay, what happened? I watched it. I tweeted about it, and Bills fans agreed with me. It's for what it's worth. He was not the problem today. Josh Allen was not the problem. First of all, they had over four hundred yards of offense. He threw for over three hundred yards. They have no running game. They are one-dimensional, and they just kept having their drives get stalled, and they settled for six field goals. So it just—it was just like they would shoot themselves in the foot at some point in the drive. They didn't get any big plays, and they were just a one-dimensional team, and that problem is not going away. And it seems to me they have some offensive line issues. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. them being among the leaders in, uh, uh, like, contact what was it like yards before contact yards before contact they were toward the bottom of yards before contact for in the run game mm-hmm. so um i i thought he played pretty well just their offense was just missing something today and it was i think it was big plays and it was the run game right and what's josh allen known for big plays and he, we want him to do the running he did and he was he was their leading rusher today yeah and he still wasn't great because he didn't have the touchdowns. Maybe you're right. It's something worth going back and checking out on. I, I don't mind still having Josh Allen as my only quarterback on my fantasy team. No, I don't either. Yeah. But I, I, maybe I need to change that. If well, Josh Allen is my only quarterback, I got to at least start keeping an eye out for others that might hit the waiver wire or someone who could be out there. Sure. I, I'm starting Allen over Bridgewater. That's not a problem. What about what about Herbert? Actually playing. How, who would you rather have the rest of the season, Herbert or Allen? I think I'm going to say Herbert. I really am. Mm, that's a good one. I like it. Thank you. We know that the schedule is going to get rougher for Allen too moving forward. Yeah, New. Well, I don't know about New England anymore, but New England, then Seattle, then Arizona. So that's not bad. Then a, then it's by Chargers, Niners, Steelers, Broncos, Patriots. It's a tough ending there. Uh, Okay, Heath, real quick, what you got? Herbert or... or uh... Oh, I was just saying I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I didn't want to choose a side. I would, I'd probably still go with that one. All right. Michael P. I'd Ryan rather have Frank. Justin Herbert as my team's quarterback if, if I was like a, a general manager. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Michael P. Ryan and Frank Gore both had 11 carries. P. Ryan scored. Gore actually had 21 more yards. Great. 
Tampa Bay, 45, and Las Vegas, 20s. We get to the late games here. Go ahead, Heath. Uh, believe it or not, Mike Evans is closer to droppable than startable. Uh, He's benchable, which is right in the middle, of course. <laughs> I'm going to say I don't believe it. I think I'm I'm not ready to drop Mike Evans. Yeah, same. They did. He did miss him. Evans was wide open for a pretty big play, and Brady missed them. If that helps, but still would not have been. It a was very a good penalized game. play, right? Uh, I think it was. There may have been a penalty, but he missed them anyway. But two catches mm-hmm. for thirty-seven yards on two targets. Were you going to be happy if he had three targets? Right. Exactly. Oh, doesn't matter either way. <sighs> okay. One more. Um, let's just talk about Josh Jacobs here, and he's got. One ga- okay, one game this year averaging more than three point seven yards per carry. Like he really hasn't been that that good. Maybe it's not him. I'll just say he hasn't been that effective. So, what are your thoughts? You just got done waxing poetic about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the greatest defense since the two thousand Ravens. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, of course, Jacobs is going to struggle in this game. Yeah. Now, if he went up against Jacksonville and had seventeen rushing yards on ten carries, then I'd sound the alarm. Yeah. But, Instead, I'm sounding the alarm. But it's on kind of all year. Justin Jackson. That's what I'm saying. He, he's really just I, I, not amazing. Do it? No, no. I think he's great. I, I just don't. I don't get it. And do what you want with yards per carry. Make fun of me if you want. But his yards per carry has been very low I this year. See for life. It's been very low this year. Does that mean anything to you? He's got Cleveland next week. It's not going to be easy. Does for Does that him. mean anything then, to you? Just tell. Just tell me. Does that mean anything to you? What? That he's, yards that, per carry. Yeah, that it's been low. Yeah, it means that he's got some inefficiency to his game. Does it worry you? No, he's he's the best back that the Raiders have. Yeah, I know. And he but... will have much, much better games than what we saw this week. Okay. All right, Los Angeles and Jacksonville. Chargers 39, Jaguars 29. Heath. Believe it or not, James Robinson is a top 12 running back rest of season. Believe it. Yeah, sure. Workload's there. He's great. Catching the ball. Would you take him over Zeke, Adam? No. So you do think think Zeke's a top 12? Yeah, I was the one who was actually defending Zeke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think you can make the case for Robinson ahead of Zeke rest of season. But it's, it's kind of a tricky case to make. You're assuming that Robinson won't hit the rookie wall. You're assuming that he's going to continue to be a force in the passing game. As good in the passing game as he's been, there have been some. The, Zeke has had more games with targets and catches and stuff like that. Well, and if the thing you're worried about with Zeke is that Ben DiNucci is his quarterback, we, um, James Robinson plays for a team that is actively campaigning to put Mike Glennon <laughs> in the game. Sure. And hopefully that doesn't capsize his value. Although, I, I don't know if that would. It might. Yeah. Did Minshew play bad enough today to get benched? No. They, of course, they had to ask the coach about it afterwards, which apparently is what the coach wants. Um, and he said that at no point during this game, which is the same thing he did last week, but mm-hmm. no point during the game that he consider could he consider benching Gardner Minshew. No, hopefully it stays that way. Fantasy Robinson's football. been great. He's been he a great find for week. fantasy. He, well, yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, it's sure. so frustrating because, like, you look at the last two games and. 13 carries for 48 yards at Houston, one of the worst run defenses in football. 12 carries for 29 yards against Detroit, another cake matchup. And it's just like, it, this is so frustrating. You want, to, you want me to tell you, tell you the one player, honestly, who has just been 
like why fantasy football can be so frustrating, and I love it. Darren Fells. So two weeks ago, so uh, Aikens has been out for three games now, right? So the first game, he has two targets. He, cl- he scores on one of them. So I thought about picking him up as like a second flex spot in the flex league. And I was like, Ugh, no, he had two targets. What am I What am I doing here? He has a huge game in week six. Now he's a must-add, Darren Fells. Must-add. Aikens is out again. Start him up. It's going to be great. Not even a target. It's like so frustrating sometimes. The ultimate fool, Living you. week by week with some of these players. And I know at least Adam. Robinson's bad games are, are, you know, he's catching a touchdown or something. But what? Hey, Adam. What? Fooled you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fells you. Okay. Kansas City, 43. Denver, 16. Believe it or not... If Philip Lindsay is healthy, he's going to be the best Broncos running back. He's kind of proven it now, hasn't he? Past couple of games, he's had a little bit more juice than uh, Melvin Gordon has, but he's got to be able to stay on the field. In fact, it's it's the injuries that are kind of justifying why the Broncos went out and got Melvin Gordon in the first place. Yep. So it, I'm I don't believe it. I think that there will be certainly more of a split between those two. Yeah, they. it's so funny because they will have a split backfield year after year after year, but Royce Freeman is not allowed to be part of it. Because when Philip Lindsay gets hurt, Melvin Gordon gets all the work. And when Philip Lindsay's back, they split it. But if, if Melvin Gordon got hurt, I'm pretty sure they'd split it with Royce Freeman because they, they will mm-hmm. not allow... I really think they're too worried about Lindsay to give him that workload. I mean, I've read that. You know, Understandably, we see it. Yeah, coaches yeah. tell you how they feel about players with actions, not words. Dude, I'm sorry that I waited way too long to bring this up, but what are we thinking now about the Chiefs' backfield? Clyde Edwards-Elair, eight carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown, and uh, one catch for 17 yards, and he dropped a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell did not have a target. I think Clyde had four, but Bell had six carries to Edwards-Elair's eight carries. What are we thinking about the Chiefs' backfield? Bell and Edwards-Elair both made miscues other than the drop in the passing game where they should have been looking for passes. Um, Mahomes threw it to Edwards Alaire when he wasn't looking and didn't throw it to Bell because Bell wasn't looking and had to take a sack. Um, there, Bell had a couple of nice runs. Yep. So did I, Edward well, I did not expect Bell to have six carries in his first game. I'm a What'd little you bit to have. I didn't. They talked about how he might play like just a little bit. I didn't. I didn't really think he'd touch the ball that much. Um, Do we know how many were in the fourth quarter? I'm going to tell you. I think I. I don't. Um, but I think that was mostly DeAndre Washington. It was. Bell didn't have any in the fourth quarter. In fact, Edwards Elaire had more fourth quarter carries too. I. I'm a little bit more concerned about Bell having an impact on Clyde than I was before this game. Bell had three carries for 20 yards in the third quarter. Okay. Edward Zeller had one carry for one yard in the third quarter. Kansas City also only had the ball for 26 and a half minutes in the game. Right. Yeah, if you missed this game, they had a pick six. They had a kick return for a touchdown. So that's why only 23 pass attempts from a Holmes. And you're lucky that 10 or 11 of them went to Tyreek Hill. 10 targets, mm-hmm. six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Because Well, you're not lucky if you started Travis Kelsey. You're not lucky if you started Kelsey. This could have been just a horrible week for that Chiefs offense just because of game script and because two non-offensive scores. But Edward Zelaer scored, and Tyreek Hill was good as well. 
as far as the uh, Broncos go, I mean, we talked about Lindsey. Anything to say about Tim Patrick and Noah Fant? Patrick had four targets. Fant had seven. And yet Patrick actually had more yards than Fant. It was a bad game for Fant Noah Fant. was not healthy. No? No. And Albert he came oh. being off the field multiple times. Uh, okay. The lock wasn't very good either. 24-40, quarterback rating of 57.7. Albert Obwebenam, seven catches. Obwebenam. Obwebenam, okay. Uh, Albert O, you can call Albert him. Albert O, yeah. He uh, was a factor today, and he was a factor last week, but that was without Noah Fan. I mean, I'm not saying pick him up, but hopefully he doesn't steal targets from Fan. Okay, I think last game, San Francisco 33, New England 6. Yeah, last game. What do we got? San Francisco 33, New England 6. I'm trying to think of something on the 49ers. Um, Jamichael Hasty is a top priority on the waiver wire this week. I don't think he's a top priority, but he might be a secondary priority. Just I have no idea who the top priority is right now. Right, neither, nor do I. Um, but if Jeff Jeff Wilson, it sounds like a high ankle sprain, that'll cost him a few games. Every player on the team has a high ankle sprain. Yeah. It's well, incredible. Sure. <laughs> they're they're the high ankle so sprain team. Hopefully, Jermichael Hasty doesn't get one for a few weeks. We don't know Tevin Coleman's status. Hopefully, he'll be fine. And uh, if he does end up playing next week, that'll be part of the rotation. I, there, there's something going on with McKinnon where they just don't trust him anymore like they used to. Yeah, He was strictly a third down back all game long. And Brandon Ayuk, 43% rostered. Six catches, 115 yards on seven targets. I'll tell you what, if Debo Samuel's out, yeah, maybe Ayuk, waiver priority. maybe Ayuk is a number one waiver priority. But I was surprised at this production because his previous two games, he had 44 yards, he had 12 yards and a touchdown, three targets last week. I just figured Debo back, not much for Ayuk. And uh, no, he, he was really good. I, I, I don't think... Um, I, I just don't feel like I can trust... A 49ers wide receiver. We gotta get we gotta get Debo Samuel's A dot tomorrow. Every ball he catches is at or behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's a slight exaggeration, but really it's like everything is so short yardage. Which Are is you fine. picking up Ayuk or Sterling Shepard first, Heath? I would pick up Sterling Shepard first. Um okay. But I get, but that's a personal thing too, where I just don't trust no, the 49ers wide right. receivers or the 49ers quarterback. So, right. trust the Giants. And by the way, Garoppolo finishes with seven points, but 20 of 25 for 277 yards is really good. Through two interceptions, one of them was like the last play of the first half, it was a Hail Mary. Right. So he, I think he actually played pretty well. And at Seattle next week, do you not, know how old bad. Jimmy Garoppolo is? 29 if if they yes they he will be 29 Ooh. in about a week nice like how have we got to his almost 29th birthday and we're still saying he might be good in fantasy well if you're still saying that then i think you know what he is no i mean next week he might be good at seattle sure he's a streaming quarterback i i'll take teddy did he have an efficient game with a with a high yards per attempt he had an efficient game in terms of yards per attempt. That's, yes, that is San Francisco for you. Another portion of efficiency is touchdown rate, and he was not particularly efficient in that regard. Okay, but 
I'm just saying that's what San Francisco does. They throw the ball at the line of scrimmage. Kyle Shanahan is the greatest coach basically in the right. world. And and Jimmy Garoppolo takes advantage of that and he has he's at Seattle next week. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, we're friends. We're cool. We're out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will have another episode for you tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk about Debo Samuel's dot. Maybe his injury. We'll, we shall see. Uh, we'll talk about our five big topics as we usually do on the Monday show with Chris and Shraggy B. Uh, for Dave and Heath, I'm Adam. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you won this week. See you later.